Brought to you by Feitner Productions. It's remote. It's remote. The following program contains vile, disgusting, and stomach-churning true crime content. Not suitable for children or people with sensitive ears. Also, cannibalism. Yummy. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Laying Down the Law. I'm your host, Billy DeClerc, a real lawyer and an imaginary commie podcast host. If this is your first time listening, and why would it be? We have so many subscribers and so many repeat listeners, you know already. But for those few couple extra listeners, we learn about real legal cases, usually right out of real law school textbooks. We get the top improv comedy performers to improvise a fully made up comic scene or scenes or a story, or sometimes uh, we just riff for a while. I wanna introduce my guests. Two of them are sisters and one of them is a Ted. First, welcome back to the show. She's a voice arts award-winning voice actor, a singer, an improviser, a comic, an alum of the Second City Conservatory program, and a member of the internet comedy sensation, You're On Mute. Welcome back, returning guest host, Miss Tony Senator. Thank you, good to be back. <laughs> Welcome back. Next, closely related actress, comedian, and the sister known for her role as a scary teacher in the hit movie, Once Upon a Zipper, 2014, also from the Second City Conservatory, also a member of the internet comedy sensation, You're On Mute, also a senator, but here for the first time. Welcome, Ms. Joanna Senator. Yay! And finally, Joanna brought a non-senator friend, Ted. According to IMDb, Ted's an actor who's appeared in Sketch Marks, starred in the 2010 Ohio University short film, The Dead Man. And according to Instagram, he's into his corgi acting, filmmaking, and motorcycles. He's also a fan of the Cleveland Browns, which apparently is some kind of sports team. As Joanna says uh, in his bio, Ted is a loyal fan of, of me. He's seen all of our shows, even the ones with Second City. If I was to have a son, it would be Ted. We're like two peas in a pod, and I'm sure Ted will hate that last comment. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, Mr. Ted Gavarkovich. Hi, and I just want to say I'm the sweet pea. I don't know what pea Joanna is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm thrilled to have all three of you on the show. So let's just get into it. The case this week is from criminal law. This is about the philosophy of the law and why punish. This is a case from 1884 in England, jolly old England. Uh, Regina, that's the queen, uh, Queen Victoria to be very precise, against Dudley and Stevens. The facts of the case are not for the faint of heart or the weak of stomach. On July 5th, 1884, the prisoners, Thomas Dudley and Edward Stevens, uh, along with someone named Brooks, all of whom were able-bodied English seamen, also uh, the deceased, an English boy who's between 17 and 18 years of age, um, the crew of an English yacht, the Mignonette, which was a registered English vessel, was cast away on a storm in the high seas about 1,600 miles from the Cape of Good Hope. So the four, uh, the four of them, the three men and the young boy, were in an open, like a lifeboat, which belonged to that yacht. So in the boat, they had uh, no water, 
and no food except two one pound tins of turnips. And for three days, they had nothing else to eat but two one pound tins of turnips. On the fourth day, they caught a small turtle upon which they subsisted for a few days. And this was the only food that they had up until the 20th day when the act now in question was committed. So by the 12th day, the turtle had been entirely consumed. And for the next eight days, they had nothing to eat. They had nothing to drink except for rain they caught from their oilskin capes. Um, apparently, side note, uh, they may have been drinking their own urine. The boat was drifting on the ocean. It was probably about a thousand miles away from land. So on the 18th day, they'd been seven days without food and five without water. Uh, the prisoners, Dudley and Stevens, spoke to Brooks. Uh, they didn't talk to the boy for whatever reason. And they said, what do we do if there's no food? Uh, so they suggested that maybe one should be sacrificed to save the rest. But Brooks said, uh-uh, no, he dissented. And the boy, whom they understood they were talking about, um, was not consulted. Uh, on the 24th of July, the day before the act now in question, the prisoner Dudley proposed to Stevens and Brooks that lots should be cast, basically draw straws for who should be put to death to save the rest. But Brooks again refused to consent. He was not asked of the boy. And in fact, there was no drawing of lots. This is a very important fact. We need to remember the drawing of lots that uh, comes back later. On the day the prisoners spoke of their families and suggested it would be better to kill the boy, that their lives should be saved, and Dudley said, if there's no ship in sight by tomorrow, the boy will be killed. The next day, again, they didn't ask the boy. Uh, the next day on the 25th of July, <clears throat> they didn't see a vessel, so Dudley told Brooks they better go and have a sleep, and then he made signs to Stevens and Brooks that the boy would better be killed. The prisoner Stevens agreed to the act, but again, for the third time, Brooks dissented. Uh, the boy was apparently laying at the bottom of the boat, uh, pretty helpless and extremely weakened by famine and by drinking seawater, and was unable to make any resistance, nor did he ever assent to his being killed. That's a direct quote. Uh, the prisoner, Dudley, offered a prayer asking forgiveness if they should all be tempted to commit a rash act and asked that their souls might be saved. Then Dudley, with the assent of Stevens, and presumably not Brooks, went to the boy, told him his time was come, put a knife to his throat, killed him then and there. And then all three of the men, including Brooks, fed upon the body and blood of the boy for four days. At this point, Joanna is just staring at the camera, like looking like she's gonna throw up. <laughs> a little bit. It's just like you're a like, this bit. is like mouth vomit. There's a note, there's a footnote too in the case that there were other facts that were too disgusting to make it into this opinion. Wait, <laughs> was, I what fact? I want to know these facts. I don't know, but they're not in the, they're not in the published ruling, but apparently there was other evidence that was even worse than this. So I, I have really no idea, but they, they, okay. they did eat um, the boy whose name uh, was, yeah, let me see what his name was. Um, I was just trying to think of like a funny name, but yeah, no, I'll tell you Porridge. his real name. His, his name real is name. Porridge. Yeah, Porridge is his name. Well, <laughs> and it too, the ship was called the Mignonette. I know, like Slay Mignonette. Yeah, it's actually or, a sauce or, you put on oysters. I was going to say, I'm very familiar <laughs> with Mignonette. Mm -hmm. His name was Richard Parker. Richard Parker. His name was Richard Parker. <laughs> His, His name, name was, Richard, was Parker. Richard Parker. His name was Richard Parker. <laughs> He's like the uh, unfortunate brother of uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. 
<laughs> they um after the fourth day after the act has been committed and they were you know eating the boys remains the boat was picked up by a passing vessels and the prisoners were rescued still alive but in the lowest state of prostration they were carried to the port of falmouth and put at trial at exeter so the expert testimony basically was that if the men had not eaten the body of the boy they probably would not have survived and been rescued but they probably would have died in those four days the boy probably would have died before them but at the time there was no sail in sight there was no any no reasonable prospect that they were going to get rescued so under these circumstances it appeared to the prisoners there was pretty much no chance that they would live unless they uh, ate somebody um, they were going to die of starvation. So there um, also the court notes that there was no uh, particular necessity to kill the boy as opposed to somebody else. They didn't draw lots. There was no uh, random probability. Um, and there was no there was no need to kill him as opposed to the other, although he was probably the weakest. Um, so those are the facts of the case. Questions? Does anyone need to take a break to go like drink I some need, water? I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read that the link that you sent. I uh -huh. read that article about um, the custom of the sea. Um. Wait, I don't. <laughs> oh, I you didn't get the custom? Yeah. Maybe I didn't get that far. Oh no, that was part of the that was but part of the article. Maybe maybe you just didn't read the article. No, I just read it. <laughs> um, <laughs> not not but, sure. I, it seemed in that article they made a big deal about the boy drinking seawater. Yeah. So that he was pretty crazy at that point. So he he should have died because he was it went insane from the salt water. Like that's what I picked up. From yeah. That. No, I, I think it's pretty clear that the boy was pretty weak. Uh, the reference to the custom of the sea and my producer Jeff, I will point out, is a Navy veteran, so he'll probably pop in at some point and correct me as to the customs of the sea. <laughs> but at that time in 1884, remember this is after the civil war in the united states the custom of the sea was no was a, a euphemism basically that this happened from time to time cannibalism wasn't all that unusual because you if your ship you know your ship sinks and you're stuck out at sea and you got nothing to eat or drink you know the sailors would be kind of looking around and they would be like okay uh we ate all our turnips we caught a turtle i don't know what else we're gonna do uh you know we could try and stay alive. And there's a there's a comment in in one of the footnotes in this case that, you know, if they ate one and they hadn't been rescued, then presumably they would have eaten a second person. And then the two remaining, you know, one person would have eaten the other and there would have been one person left. So it's sort of a, a there's sort of an issue, but I guess they, it's like really Darwinian out there. But so it, one of these people was a prisoner correct so why wouldn't they have eaten the prisoner oh they, they're referring prisoner. to them as the prisoners at this time at the time of the trial oh okay i got very interested in this case so i did some extra research which i never do um but apparently dudley kind of was just telling people about it like he was like yeah you know pretty weird weird shit happens out there and yeah you know we had to follow the custom of the sea and uh, was basically telling people, yeah, it happened and wasn't really worried about it. Didn't think he was going to have any problem because it wasn't all that unusual. And so then Dudley and Stevens ended up getting arrested because they're the two that ate the boy. They all three ate the boy. But Brooks, it's very clear from this. Brooks was like, I didn't want to do this. I wasn't there. But of course, you know, when it's like 
uh, human flesh is available for eating. Brooks is like, oh, you know, okay, I didn't kill him, but I'll eat him. You know, he still ate him. He so. still ate him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but he didn't kill him. He didn't kill him. So that's kind of interesting. Brooks doesn't get charged with a crime, but Dudley and Stevens did, and clearly Dudley was the one that was kind of sharpening his knife for a couple <laughs> days there. Yeah. Dudley's yeah. like, Dudley's like, yeah, guys, what do you think we ought to do? And Stevens is like, mm, I don't know. I'm all, you know, just as long as you're not looking at me. And Brooks is like, I'm just not getting into this, guys. It's like uh, the the boy Richard Parker was like already in the little stew pot. Yeah, they, yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> Dudley is like slowly slicing yeah. in the carrots. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So so here's what, what I think legally is really interesting about this case is usually um, in the U.S. today. The jury has to decide, right? The, the the judge gives them instructions on what the law is. If you've ever been in a jury, then you go in and deliberate and you say, well, you know, was this a homicide or was this justified or whatever? But the jury here asks the court, this is the, the Queen's Bench Court, which is like an advisory court in 1884 in England, says so like, uh, I don't know what to do I mean, because it was like they were going to die anyway if they didn't eat this boy and he was probably going to die anyway. So I, I don't really know if this is murder or not. I don't know if this is really a crime. And um, so this court writes, you know, that, so all the facts were the things that the jury basically agreed that these were the facts. But then they said to this, the, this panel of judges, like, ah, we don't know. We really don't know. I mean, like, is this murder? And they're kind of, you know, scratching their heads. And so these judges have to decide and the couldn't be more severe because Dudley and Stevens are going to be, you know, executed if they're guilty, like it's the death penalty. So the stakes are pretty high. So is cannibalism at the time is not a crime. Is it a crime today? Oh, it's for sure a crime. Okay. But, but at but, that time, was it a crime? Uh, well, I don't think so. They, they, the, the judges in this go back through, there hadn't been a case ever raised. So, um, the scholarship outside of the case, like that there have been like law articles written about this law review articles and things like that say that it had never really come up before because it was something people just sort of didn't talk about. It was like a very rare circumstance that, that this, something like this would happen. And, you know, it is out on the open sea. And so the only way that the, anyone would know about it was people talking about it after the fact. So, so if, why did he talk about it? Like he was bragging about it. Well, he just sort of like, it was like no big deal. It was no, it was like, yeah, you know, crazy thing. I would have died except, you know, Dick crazy Parker thing happened today, guys. I, funny, I tripped on the thing. sidewalk and I just like took a bite out of someone. Exactly. Weird, just weird, 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 funny story. But <laughs> it wasn't, they didn't really have an idea that they were going to get prosecuted because it was just sort of like something that happened from time to time. And it was, it was like a, um, kind of a mythology that like, that was something that people had to do out on the sea. Maybe the bigger crime was not talking to the boy. You know, well, like the three guys really kind of, well, two and a half guys maybe really ganged up on the guy, on the boy mm -hmm. and took advantage of the fact that he was young and probably unexperienced and, you know, like that's. When they, he was an orphan too. I did a little research myself. Oh. He, he had no family and they all said they had family. So he had less of a reason to live. 
than they did. Yeah, but he wasn't even, I agree with Tony, just weirdly enough, I agree with Tony that the, <laughs> there should have been, hey, hey. the boy should have been a part of the discussion. <laughs> well, I believe they said to him before they stabbed him in the jugular, your time has come. So they just didn't let him respond. <laughs> well, at least- <laughs> Any last words? <laughs> no, Sorry. At least they said your time has come. Yeah. <laughs> Judge Coleridge says something to the effect of there's this crazy case in the United States, those crazy Americans called United States versus Holmes, where uh, a sailor was found not guilty because they had drawn straws to decide who would get thrown overboard. And so because they had this custom and because they had drawn straws, um, the it was not um, it wasn't murder that they threw the one overboard. Um, and so it's kind of an important fact. And they go into this, you know, would it have been different had they drawn straws? They, they definitely decided we're going to kill this particular boy, you know, and, you know, I, I kind of personally, I think Dudley um, was, you know, strategic and he was basically, you know, like this is like 1884 version of Survivor, Mark Burnett production. And he's <laughs> like, you know what, um, the way I'm going to survive here. <laughs> Is I'm gonna go for Dick Parker first, and then you know what? I think Brooks is a real weakling. Yeah. I'm gonna go after Brooks next, and then it's gonna be me and Stevens, and then I'm gonna just I'm gonna just get Stevens when he's sleeping. Like it, you know, he had like a whole. I think he had like a whole plan. I, yeah, out. he was gonna I think survive. He definitely mapped it out. Yeah, he yeah. had it. He had it planned out. Uh, it seems like he was really the uh, the instigator here. So before I tell you what, um, how the judges ruled, uh, and you may already know, um, what do each of you think? Um, now we're playing law, law school philosophy game here, but what, what do you think? Should they be guilty or not guilty? Is it murder or is, it, is there a defense? I think they're guilty, but I don't think guilty enough for the death penalty, but I do think they should suffer some kind of punishment. An because eye for an eye. An eye for an eye. You kill someone, <laughs> you, you so get the death penalty. if it's an eye for an eye, who eats them, though? You know? <laughs> I guess the judges Ooh, do. Because then if, if someone has to eat them, then, then the judges have to go on trial for cannibalism. <laughs> and then it's just... Never, never ending. <laughs> an eye for an eye, and the whole world will go blind. But, I mean, Dudley, to me, definitely seems like he is the... He's the instigator of all this like without him I wonder if the other guys would have done anything and then also it only being four days until rescue I mean they lasted that long couldn't they have lasted four more days or do I not understand how terrible that would be I mean four days they lasted 20 days like I bet they could have all survived or who's to say what if <laughs> What if the ship came 30 minutes after they killed <laughs> right. You know, I mean, how does that change? I mean, it changes, but still, so, yeah. I, I agree guilty. Murder is murder. I, I think guilty. However, this custom of the sea thing, this was like a normal thing. So how then can you bring these people to justice if no one else has been brought to justice. I am making a note right now, do not get stranded on a boat with Joanna. <laughs> Just I said that about my fiance last night. <laughs> <time. laughs> 
the two of them can get stranded together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh oh. Um, look at, yeah. Look out. <laughs> well, so so like I said, this is a philosophy of the law case, and so think for a second about what the purposes of a criminal law system are. Is it um, is it rehabilitation? Is it uh, protection from you know societal protection? Is it revenge? Um, what? Why do we punish people in the first place? Um, Not revenge. I, I mean, mean, here, like, there's really no likely risk that Dudley and Stevens are ever going to kill somebody again and eat. That's them. what I. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Do we really think, like, are they going to like, you know, go to their next door neighbor and and eat them? But do we? Know Maybe that? I've seen the the movies. You know, they get the taste. Yes. Now they want the. You know, that's what I was just thinking. Because movies, movies are very factual. Yes. <laughs> True. That you know, that could be, it could be a concern that they would be repeat offenders. Dudley got that jugular, and then he mm -hmm. he wants that feeling again. Yeah. You never know. Maybe he's Jack the Ripper. Could be. Is that the same time period? No. Uh, you know, I don't know when Jack the Ripper was. Um, <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know the time. Just pretend it, it I think is. It, it might have been the late 1800s. I think I yeah. just solved Jack, Jack the Ripper. Dudley is Jack the Ripper. You just solved it, Tony? Yeah. 1888. 1888. Unidentified serial killer in oh. 1888. Tony, maybe you did solve Four it. Four years later. Terrorized uh -huh. London, killing at least five yep. women and mutilating their bodies. Yep. Sounds wow. just like Dudley. Wow. Whoa. Trigger <laughs> alert, people. Jeez. <laughs> the disclaimer was not strong enough for you sorry, people sorry <laughs> my lord so legitimately though you know one of the things we think about it you know in incarcerating people in i mean it's like it's kind of a serious issue right is one why do we why do we incarcerate people why do we punish them why do we put them to death you know is a public safety concern like are they going to be repeat offenders is it a some kind of a moral judgment that we just can't allow this kind of behavior to happen is it um you know, is it to re rehabilitate or redeem the people so they can learn to be productive members of society? It's like, why do we, why do we do this? You know, is it, you know, literally an eye for an eye? Is it, is it this revenge or Hammurabi's code type of punishment? So this, this is why it's a, uh, a law school case and gets repeated. Not only is, are the details disgusting, um, and we need to desensitize lawyers to caring about other human beings because, you know, they're lawyers. Wait, right? lawyers carry care about human beings they do when they start law school oh okay after a couple of weeks no more that's <laughs> the purpose it. of law school it just takes a couple of weeks just a few weeks this case <laughs> a couple of other cases i could read to you and you just like it just becomes facts and you know you, you know like i don't even it, when i was in law school i would read these cases and i would tell my my spouse i'd be like oh i read this fascinating case there were these guys and they were in a boat blah blah, blah. and she'd be like oh my god that's terrible and i'm like no no it's really interesting she's like no you're you're a terrible person why did i marry you oh my god and like and like oh yeah you haven't had the humanity torn out of you i forgot so unfortunate yeah. so thinking about all those reasons it doesn't really it doesn't really make sense from a um from a recidivism point of view it's the situation's never going to really occur again um, you know, from a custom and culture perspective, it was kind of like an unspoken thing. It was kind of known that this happened. 
So that doesn't really make sense. There's not really rehabilitation because, I mean, clearly this is a harrowing experience and they were disgusted at themselves that they had to do this, um, you know, what they had to do to survive. And as much as I've been joking about Dudley, I think he was pretty scarred um, by the whole thing. And, you know, and so it kind of just leaves this idea of, of um, you know, society's values. And basically that's what the court ruled, that they, the, the court here says, this is murder, just like um, just like stealing a loaf of bread because you're hungry doesn't make it not theft. Any Les Miserables fans, anyone? I got I got the reference. I got the reference. Yeah. So, so that they basically say, you know, just because you're hungry, you can't steal a loaf of bread. Um, and they also say that we're we are Englishmen and we, you know, are Christians. And we tell people when they go to war all the time, there is a higher cause than your own life. And the thing that you should have done is nobly die and starve to death in that boat rather than kill somebody and commit murder. Could have been different if, you know, Parker had died on his own. Could have been different if they had, maybe it would have been different if they had made it random and not decided to kill the weakest one. But we believe like we have this societal aspiration that we can't justify murder and oh and by the way we as the judges can't say that we would have done anything different just so you know like we probably would have done it too so but we have to apply the law and you know i don't know hail mary the to the queen the queen could could potentially you know the queen has the power to excuse these people but we are judges we have to uphold the law and so sorry it's murder they have to die I mean, I kind of agree. I, I think too, it would have been different. They're not military, right? Well, they no, they were just sailors it's on just a, a, a private I, yacht. I feel like it would be different if it was in the middle of a war or something and it was a military thing because then you're trying to survive because you're fighting for your country or whatever, but really they were just being selfish, right? I mean, they were like, let's kill this boy so we can live. And they were on the mignonette. Did you just say they were being shellfish? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you know, mignonette is, so is oyster sauce. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. So gross. Uh, no, but I do see where you're coming from because they argue if you have a higher purpose, then it's just a very touchy case mm -hmm. leaves a bad taste in your mouth <laughs> that's what the mignonette's for <laughs> <laughs> well here's the footnote of this case there was a public outcry after the the, the guilty verdict um and there was a, a lot of pressure and queen victoria actually commuted their sentence and changed it from uh death to six months in prison and apparently, um, after that six months was up, Dudley moved to Australia. Uh-huh. Sure, he did. No, he, he, he came, did. He came back four years later and started uh -huh. killing people. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this, so this, this um, website six that I months. sent you is this artifact, which you can buy today at thecultofweird.com, thecultofweird.com. 
Um, it has an inscription inside of it that says, We, Thomas Dudley, Edwin Stevens, Edmund Brooks, and Richard Parker, the crew of the yacht Mignonette, which foundered on Saturday, the 5th of July, have been in our little dinghy 15 days. We have neither food nor water, and we are greatly reduced. We suppose our latitude to be 25 degrees south, our longitude 25 degrees west. May Lord have mercy upon us. Please forward this to Southampton. And so he had that until he died and then it went into a vintage store and um as of the 2015 you could purchase it um on the cult of weird.com why why would you want to purchase that <laughs> because you want to curse yourself anytime right? you're on the seas seriously <laughs> Did like that's want... that's that's how the movie starts <laughs> oh, look at this find in this vintage store hey let's go on a cruise <laughs> Guys, look what I just found. This is weird. Like, is it a compass? It's so it's weird. A, like, look, it looks like there's an inscription on the back. What do you, what does that say? Yeah. Um, beware he who touches this. The sea is unforgiving. Oh, hand it here. I want to see it. Uh, yeah, here. I mean, I touched it already. Good thing I'm not a sailor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I booked us all a trip by ship. Right? Yeah. Here you go, Joanna. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> Wait, you this booked us like... a... Uh, when yeah, it was meeting? supposed to be a surprise, but I thought now that we, you know have this cool sea thing that we're going to buy, I thought, you know, I should tell you now. Excuse wow. me, young people, there's no touching without purchasing. Oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry, young people. And by the way, I overheard your conversation. That's not a compass. It's not a sea thing. Oh. It is a sextant. A sextant. I'm, I'm sorry, it's a, a what? A sextant. A sextant. S-E-F-X-T-A-N-T. A sextant. Oh, a sextant. A sextant. Okay. A and you use yeah. a sextant to locate your latitude and longitude when you're lost at sea. So oh. a compass. So no. a sea thing. A, yeah. a, compass <laughs> tells you, a compass can tell you your heading and direction. The sextant can tell you your latitude and longitude. So you, with both a compass and a sextant, along with a map, you can locate your positions or you can read the stars. However, the purpose of a sextant, it is a, one of the most old, it's one of the oldest known sea Sea-related thingies, as you would so coverly call it, sea thingies, but the sextant is how sailors would tell where they were. So the sailor would look where they were, look at the sextant, look at the compass, look at the map, and they could locate their position. Please purchase your, please make your purchase. Uh, we're closing in 15 minutes. Okay, you, well. You guys wanna, you wanna split it three ways? Because yeah. we're going in this together. Yeah, but you I, know what, I don't, I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy it, but. If you guys want to buy it, you know, I'll touch it. Okay. So, but but um, you'll still go on our trip on the ship if I we buy it? Yeah. I just don't want to buy it. And she doesn't want to she doesn't want to be a part of the purchase. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. I should have seen that coming. Yeah. Whatever, you know, fine. I'll do two thirds. I believe in this. Oh, let's go. Let's go 50 50. I'm I'm on board with it. Oh, you. you believe in it too. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I'm on board with you. I'll buy you a and drink on the boat. Both that'll be sixteen dollars. The, on the cruise, the drinks are $16? $16. $16.66. <laughs> and 66 cents. 
Wow. Okay. Ooh, that's sixteen dollars. That is really steep. And sixty-six cents. Yeah, what, and uh, well, how about, I like that number. That's a good number. I say, let's get it. Okay. How much was it again? Sixteen dollars and sixty-six cents. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Really out of my budget, so I'm glad I'm not. Wow, I didn't know it was going to be so stormy on this ship. This is crazy. Like, yeah, is Bermuda always like this? Uh, I mean, I thought we were trying to relax, but this is like, I feel nauseous. I don't know. I, it's, it's kind of relaxing for me. I, I kind of feel pretty, really kind of into the waves. Which you just kind of let it move with your body. It's, it's pretty nice. I, I highly disagree. <laughs> I didn't want to be sick. I can't tell if I've had too much Regina, to drink. Regina, Regina, are you waves. are you gonna be sick? I think so. <laughs> uh, are you, you guys? If you get sick, I'm gonna get sick. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really bad out here. I'm I'm getting a little scared. Did we bring the thing, the thief thing? Do we have the a thing? Yeah. Do you think it would help us? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got to... it right here. But can you read it? Do you know latitude and longitude? I don't know. It says L24, L62. I think that's your bingo card. No, that. Oh, you're right. Oh, sorry. I forgot we were playing bingo earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, the, but I mean, the sextant is it's just spinning. I don't know what that means. Oh, God. It's oh. just spinning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Guys, but there's a huge wave coming. Like, huge. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> get in the lifeboat. Get in the lifeboat. <laughs> Hey guys, total spring break. What's up? Can I jump in that lifeboat with you guys? What's yes. up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get in, get in, hurry up. We're taking off. Hi, 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 hi. I'm Samantha. Hey guys, what's up? I just, um, you know, this is a party, right? I don't know. If you go crying stranded in a boat in the middle of nowhere, a party, sure, sure, it's a party. Guys, did anyone did anyone think to maybe we should have gri grabbed some food before we got on the boat or, or how we? No, but I, I grabbed the sea thing. Oh, thank God. At least we'll know where we are, kind of. Ooh, ooh. Hey, guy, you're holding that sexy, sexy sextant. Hmm. Oh, yeah. You want to you wanna hold it? I just want to look at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get a couple drinks in me. I might feel differently. Seems oh, like you already what? had a few drinks. Just a couple. Samantha. Hosted oh bar God. on the third deck. Ooh. Samantha, did you bring, did you bring any alcohol? Um, just a couple of Bartles and James wine coolers here. You can have one. Did you bring some alcohol with you? Yeah, yeah. Bartles and James cooler here. You can have one. Go ahead. Ooh, ooh. What's your I name? Do, I do like Bartles and James. <laughs> this is uh, Regina. My name is um, uh, Dudley. And this is my good friend, uh, Stephen. Oh, hey. What's up? Stephen's like the reason we're even stranded in this boat right now actually so thank you Stephen, for you know for that 
Hey, you know, you I'm know. Samantha Sam so Sampson. You can call me Sam. Hi, Sam. Hey, what's Sam, up? Are you like, what's up, boo? Old enough to like what's be up? on this cruise alone? I I'm totally 18. Totally. Okay. Is that just what you tell people that you're 18? Totally. Oh, no, my ID is totally not fake. Mm -hmm. It does say a different name, but my real name is Samantha Sampson. Yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so I'm from Fort Lauderdale. What's up? What's up, Fort Lauderdale? Um, what do we do now? We're like stranded. The freaking boat is like gone. I mean, I can't even see it anymore. What happened to all the people? It's just us. Like, what the hell do we do? I don't know, Stephen. I'm so thirsty. Stephen, can you go get me another drink from the bar? <sighs> Do you see a bar anywhere? I don't, but you know, usually that works. You know usually. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to get you something really good to drink. Give me one second. Let uh, me just lean over to the side of this little boat. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait, you, you can't do that. Over here. You can't. We Making can't drink seawater. And I'm handing it to you. Oh, you delicious. No. Oh. It's called Odyssey. Odyssey. Oh my God, this totally is good. It tastes like a Moscow mule. What's that? Moscow mule. Moscow mule. Hanging with Yeah, definitely mm -hmm. tastes like a Moscow mm -hmm. mule. Um, yeah, maybe uh, let me know. I'll, I'll, I, I found the bar. I can get you a drink, too, if you want one. Oh, fantastic. Guys. Let me know when you're ready. Guys, your, you can't your friend's giving, cute. Uh, you friend's can't keep cute. giving her seawater. You're going to kill her. Did I tell you, I love you guys. I love oh, you. <laughs> I love you. Well, you Sam, look like my... Love wait, you. We love wait, you, too, Sam. Wait, are you... Are you Joey? Is it Joey? Is that Joey? Hey, Joey. Remember me? Text me back, Joey. Okay, Why don't you text me fault. back, Joey? Both of your folks. I'm texting you back right now. She's actually worse high oh, on seawater. You made her worse. Joey. I've been here for like five days. I'm, uh, Joey, text me back. Steven, 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 go fight Joey. Go fight Joey. Go fight Joey him. said he jo Joey, Joey said he'd be right here. Just have a seat and wait for him. <laughs> Son of her. Okay, Dudley. Dudley, what do we what do we what do we do? Okay, okay. We need to get Sam a little bit more seawater, and I'm hoping that it starts to make her pass out. No, I don't know. I mean, last time it made her go, Joey, Joey. <laughs> listen, listen, I have got a plan. We make her pass out. I am starving. I am starving. We will then build a small fire on this boat and we will cook up some foot stew. I, I just, I can't, I can't. I mean, number one, I'm a vegetarian. Number two, I, I don't like feet. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Okay. We can do some thigh, it to be like a chicken thigh. We could do a thigh, uh, a, a, a thigh mignonette. No, 
or um, filet of fry. Joey, I'm thirsty. I'm not going to stop okay. you guys, well, but hold on, Sam. I'm going to get you some more Moscow. I want to sing karaoke. Oh, yep. Yeah. 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 I've been da, da, living da, da, in a white world. Karaoke. I'm so tired. So tired. Oh my God, it's working. It's working. I'm so Daddy was supposed to send more it's money. It's not working fast enough. Supposed to send more money. I'm gonna be sick again. I can't. Daddy, send more money. See, I told you. Okay. So, wow, this is a small boat as well. I okay. This is the plan. This is the plan. We will, while she's sleeping, we need to. I need to kill her. I, I can't condone that, but I'll watch you do it. Okay. I'll, uh... I mean, it's just that it's like, you know, I, I have a dog at home. I have a dog at home that needs me. I, I need to survive this. No, so I mean... um, I'm definitely on board with, with doing this. I Who's agree me? and I think it has to be Sam because she's the most annoying. Yeah, and I mean, I have plants at home. That's, I gotta get back to them, so. We cut to Regina's house. All my little baby plants. I love them all so much. Guys, I'm just gonna be away for like a week, no problem. You'll all be fine. Jeff's going to come over and take care of you. You guys are going to be good. I'm just going to. Hey, Regina. Hey, Jeff. What's up? Um, so you're going to take care of my plants, right? While I'm away on this. Yeah, I told you. You got, you got any food in the fridge? Uh, yeah, I do. But I mean, I don't think you need to eat while you're here. Cause I'm just, just, gonna... I was just wondering. Okay. All I mean, right. you're going to follow through on this, right? Like you're not going to. Well, I'm reading your instructions. Okay. Okay. And you saw the part about like, you have to sing to them every day. Uptown girl. Yeah. Yeah. I got and you. you have uh, to kiss them every day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but do I, do, uh, are you sure that they've given consent? Yes. I mean, plan- you know, that was a problem for me. Um, I thought, you know, the whole thing with consent is just like a problem. I mean, you know. Well, we, we can talk to the plants right now and get the consent if you're worried about that. Possibly in would writing. Would that make you feel better? Uh, yeah, it would. Okay, uh, so Regina, I just want to ask a question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hi. Hi, yeah. Uh, so you want me to come over when? Today? Tomorrow? Jeff, do you, do you listen when I speak to you or... I'm sorry. We've talked about this so many times. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow. Leaving tomorrow. You can come tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Okay. Should I, what do you want? What do you be wearing? What will you be wearing? I, I don't think it matters, but I'll be wearing what matters are the plants. The plants are your main concern. It's not about me this time. 
It's not about me. Uh, okay. It's about me? Okay. No, okay. no. So it's about sushi? Jerry mm. and Catherine and Harold, the plants. It's about the plants. Jerry, Catherine, Harold. You know, Harold is looking at me funny, but okay. He's ha- like, no, Harold's Harold looking at me just, funny. he looks like that. Um, Mom, why is this man making fun of me? Ah, he's not making fun of you. He's going to take care of you while I'm gone. It's going to be okay. Scared of him. I'm scared of him. Don't be scared. Jeff, you need to calm your energy. You're scaring Catherine. He looks like maybe he would eat me. No, he would never eat you. Come on. Jeff, is that you? Are you are you mocking Catherine? What? I've never seen this side of you. What is wrong with you? Uh, I really don't like this. Okay, okay, shh, calm down. It's gonna be okay. I, you know, I, I maybe I just need to get someone else. I just feel like I identify better with the plants if I talk to them like that. Well, you you know, you're so concerned about consent. I don't think Catherine consents to you mocking her. I don't think so either if I understood what that meant. Me, 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 me. Wow. Um, Jeff, I think, I'm, I think maybe, maybe I'm firing you because maybe Catherine and Harold and, you know, maybe they're all going to be better just without you. I'll be back really soon. A week isn't that long. I don't think I need your services, Jeff. Fine, fine, fine. I'm out of here. Don't text me. Don't. Don't text me. Don't at me. Don't at me. Don't text me. I'm out of here. Yeah, okay. Bye. I'm leaving. Leave. (laughs) Cut to uh, a bar 12 days after the boat. Yeah, so this uh, chick. So anybody want a Moscow mule? Uh, I'll have one. Yeah, so I was saying this chick, Regina, she, I don't know what was wrong with her. <sighs> she was always like, I'll go out with you and then come and talk to my plants. And then I don't like the way you talk to my plants. And I don't know. I totally ghosted her, though. I ghosted her. She hasn't texted me. I am texted her. Jeff, I'm right here. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm Regina? Part of this friend group. What's yeah. up? Oh, hey, what's yeah. up? I was talking about a different Regina. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my plants are fine without you. Okay. Oh, hey, what's up? And, and Jeff, Jeff. Huh? Jeff, you joined our table. Oh, Everybody yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what's up? So, um, Stephen, how are you feeling? You know, I... I haven't really been able to eat much lately. And mm-hmm. I wanted to vomit when I heard Dudley offer Jeff here a Moscow mule. But uh, it's good to be back on land. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dudley, you've been uh, talking a lot about our 
fun vacation? I, I had a great time, you know, um, I feel pretty good. Uh, I feel well rested. I feel kind of like energized, sort of like, you know, a new person, like, like I've consumed new energy and, and just new life. Um, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth, but it's just, I, it's a lot of, um, I just feel, I feel reborn, you know? Um, uh -huh. mm -hmm. Wait, hold on a second. Regine, did you go on vacation with these people? Uh, yes. We spoke about this, Jeff. That's why you wait, were going to watch. Wait, was Steve, you went on vacation with Steven and you asked me to watch your plants. What, what's up? Um, well, uh, Steven's one of my best friends and he bought us all these tickets for this, you know, cruise that was not it turned as, out a cruise that turned into the adventure of a lifetime. So many life-changing things happened. Like, whoa. You think <sighs> Steven. Like, I can't think of one now. Yeah. Well, I guess it worked out for one of us. <laughs> yeah. Regina, you know, if if Stephen is bothering you, I mean, I am, I mean, Stephen. Okay, okay. I, I'm okay. sorry, not Stephen. If Jeff is, if Jeff, I'm sorry. If oh Jeff no, is people get us confused all the time. What's up, Dudley? Yeah, you guys are. What's you guys up, Dudley? Are so hey, Regina, don't get jealous. Hey, what's up, Dudley? What's up? I'm not. I'm not jealous. What's, what's up? With, what's, what's up with you, honey? Like, uh, do you like sushi? Yeah. You like sushi? Dudley. Oh, yeah. You know. Jeff is kind of bothering me and you know I don't condone any kind of behavior you might have towards him but I mean I'll watch don't Fantastic. get jealous don't I'm get gonna, jealous hey what's up oh hey did you see this thing I can do with my chest look oh that's so hot I know yeah, right he, he I know right definitely, I know definitely right bothering me I learned how to do that in Phi me... Delta. Remember Phi Delta? Hey Steve remember Phi Delta? I do that all the time. Yeah. Remember that Steve? Yeah. That was, was so awesome. So great. Remember Phi Delta? Phi Delta! Phi Delta! Okay, What's Dudley, um, maybe we should offer... What's up? What's up, Phi Delta? Yeah, let's offer, let's offer uh, Jeff here a Moscow mule. I'm starting to... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got some party. That's That's some party. Yes. Oddly enough, I actually wanted to make you a special mule. Um, I brought some really delicious alcohol back from the trip. So uh, let me just mix this up for you real quick. Here it comes. Oh, diggity doo doo, making a drink. What? Here you go, sweetheart. Uh, go ahead and try this. Yeah. That is delicious. Delish. I have nothing to do with this, but I'm very glad it's happening. Yeah, I'm, just I'm starting to not feel sick at all anymore. And this is actually kind of, uh, right? I see what Dudley was saying. This is a little, uh, little thrilling. You know what I mean, you guys? Like, get on board with this. This is I just, I, amazing. Hey, you guys, I love you guys. Uh, here comes the uh, annoying stage. I love here you we guys. Go. Uh, <laughs> Regina, I've liked you since the third grade. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. That's my big revelation. You know what, <laughs> Stephen? Fuck you. It's not uh, a revelation. Not Jeff. my bro. Everyone knows. Third grade was up. Uh, was like. 
you know, Miss Hines class. I was like, what's yeah. up, Regina? What's up? And you were like, yeah. what's up? When you like professed your love to me, I, re I remember clearly. Yeah. And then yes. seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. How's and then that, eighth grade. How's that meal? How's that meal? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's chilly. Uh... You know, I, this is actually a little easier the second <gasps> time. Right? Okay. A little bit. So we need to get him out of here. Okay. Yeah. Just, do, uh, just do it. Let's go, uh, Dudley. We'll get him under his arms and we'll just, if anyone says anything, he <gasps> just had too much to drink. Which is true. Yep. And I'll just be, yeah, I'll just be here watching from afar. What a dead weight this guy is. Dead weight. Um, excuse me, kids. Um, have any of you seen my son, Jeff? Um, sorry to barge into your apartment, Regina, but you know, sorry. we've been friends for a long time. No Jeff here. Um, have you put on weight, I, Stephen? Have you put uh, on weight, you... Steven, you look a little bit puffy. No, no offense, no offense. Jeff always liked you so much. You were his favorite at five. He would always say about how much he liked you, Steven. But, oh, hi, Regina. Hi. I was talking to your mom the other day, Regina. Uh -huh. um, she wanted to know how your job search is going, um, you know, here in, here in Pacoima. And yeah, um, I told um, her that I hadn't heard anything. She said Jeff was, I told her Jeff wasn't talking to you right now because of, you know, the thing. But anyway, your mom's doing great. Your dad's doing great. Still, um, you know, still losing at poker. But you know how that is, right? <laughs> I um, mean, I, I haven't spoken to Jeff in a long time, but I assure you wherever he is, he will always be a part of me. Always. Well, I know that's true. You yeah. know, I know you, I we, know you we, have always loved him so much and, and you're just, uh, you two are just so cute together. So cute. Did you remember? Oh, oh, hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi there, Dudley. Good to see you. Hi. I, nice I, to see you. I'm, I don't know if you remember me. I'm Jeff's mom. I'm we, Jeff's mom. we all know who you are. Um, yeah. And, um, oh yeah, Dudley, did I show you this picture of the sophomore hop, the sophomore hop? This is, this is my Jeff with Regina didn't, wasn't, wasn't Regina so cute when she was in high school? She was so cute in high school. Um, this is Parker. We, we don't need to look at all these. Things. I mean, really? Like, it was so she was so cute. She was just like, Oh, just a little, just a little social butterfly. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. um, don't know what happened to her, but <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah. So if any of you hear from Jeff, he hasn't texted me in two days. So just wondering, he yeah, always Kevin, checks in with me. Huh. Yeah. Maybe really? I mean, I haven't seen Jeff in probably, I don't know, four weeks, maybe? Yeah, uh, before the trip even, right? Yeah, I I think, I actually think he met someone. I, I think he met some girl online, actually, because I remember him talking I, about yeah. it. I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like you're actually right. I kind of have a vague, they were like, oh my god i love you and he's like oh i love you so much and then yeah, and they, I, I feel like they were like we're out of here i think she lives he said something about reno yes um, yeah reno yes reno she lives nevada in... reno mm -hmm. yeah reno yep. so that i mean uh, yeah he kind of he was i just he's probably there he was very yeah. happy he, he yeah. was happy yeah and you know what come to think of it he was like hey if you run into my mom, let her know I'm safe and well and in my happy place and, 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 you know, just 
can feel it in the pit of my stomach. That is just so like my Jeff. So like him, so like him. Such a smart boy, such a clever boy. I just so I'm overjoyed to find out he moved to Reno. Well, kids, um, I'll just be going, but oh, 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 I twisted my ankle. Oh, 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 oh. I just, um, I just need to sit down on your couch. Okay, sure. Have, have a seat. In a while, have you, Regina? Oh, I'm just going to sit down just so, for a second. Yeah, Can um, you just get me a cold drink or something? I don't know anything. Dudley, just, do you want to get sure. Mrs. Yes, a drink? Just um, anything. Yes, I do. Uh, oh, my ankle is so cold. How about a Moscow ice- You know, Regina, you're always just, you know, you need to kind of step it up a little bit. Can you just go get the ice, Regina? You yeah, I, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting Thank it. Thank you Mrs. so Parker, much. So much. Dudley? Dudley. Such a good girl. Just here, Mrs. Mrs. Parker, please have this Moscow mule. Oh, I just my made favorite. this for you. It really, yeah, my it's favorite. delicious. You probably should get her a double, triple. I did. I, I actually okay. made Good. a triple, and this Good. is some special alcohol that we brought back from our trip. Ooh, yeah. fancy. Oh, Dudley, you're a real charmer. Real charmer. <laughs> Thank real you. Charmer. I get that a lot. I get that. You know, I love you kids. I just love you kids. I've always loved you, Regina, ever since you were little. And um, okay, okay. even ever since you got kicked out of the fraternity, just always have loved you. And always bring that up, huh? Always bring that up. I've been living in a white There really is a little bit of an annoying stage every time someone Every time. Why is that? Uptown girl comes out. I don't know. But then that's the hardest part. <sighs> yeah, but it's well, it's worth it. I'll go through it. I think it again. so. Dudley, Stephen, take care of her. Done and done. And the moral of the story is the <laughs> annoying stage is always the hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> the annoying stage is always the hardest part. Ah. Uh, I think we just wrote like a movie. That could I be think a it movie. was. It was. I was like Pirates of the Caribbean six, <laughs> or are there six movies? I don't know. Seven. It might have been. I was 20. like, I think. Or... <laughs> or ten. At this point. Um, well, the third part of laying down the law is a an interview. I asked my guests some questions about themselves. Some are shallow. Some are silly. Some are deep. Um, I'm going to start with uh, our newest uh, guest, Ted. Ted, if you owned a boat, what would you name it? Oh, man, definitely not the mignonette. (laughs) But not because of this story, because I already have horrors of working in an oyster restaurant, so I got to stay away from, like, any sort of reference. To oysters, whatever. So probably, I guess I would name it Cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. All right. Um, this one is for Joanna. Who is the uh, messiest person that you know? Not me. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, this uh, this person um, not to be works named. at the rest. This yeah, <laughs> this person works at the restaurant and is pretty disgusting. And I don't want to say the name of the restaurant or what this person does at the restaurant, but like disgustingly so like how can you like like the character from the peanuts dust dustpan or whatever the, uh, the, the, pig the pen. little pig, pig pen, pig pen. Mm-hmm. that is exactly what this person looks like are his initials tg 
No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty messy. But I'm, I mean, uh, that's that reminds me of that the place I used to work, one of the uh, lawyers that worked there was known for never washing his hands after using the restroom. Like you'd be, oh. you know, you'd be in the, uh, the restroom, you know, washing your hands and you would hear a flush and he'd just walk right by like no shame. No, like, you know, and he was Australian. I, I worked with this. I worked with this guy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, he really just didn't, it was like, he didn't know, didn't care, didn't know what the sinks were for. Do they not do that but, in Australia? I guess not. We should check with Chris Hemsworth find yeah. out. I do have, I do have about 12 listeners in the continent of Australia. So if you are Australian audience, okay, my apologies. I don't mean to be <laughs> continentalist, but, um, <laughs> uh, Tony, if, uh, can you think what would be on the gag reel of your life? Your life was a movie. What would be on the gag reel? The outtakes. Um, every time I injure myself. <laughs> Like what's a what's a good example? Of that? Um, well, I think the most infamous story, which I can't even believe I'm saying because I still haven't lived it down for like 20 years. But anyway, uh, Joanna and another friend of ours, we just got an apartment, a new apartment, and I was excited because it had like a little patio. So I was showing our friend who was helping us move. And I ran into the apartment and I was like, Gary, look at this, look at our patio. And I just went running to the patio and the door was closed. And I, <laughs> I, it was a big, it was a big glass door. <laughs> I, I ran face first into the glass door. I don't know how I didn't break my nose because I should yeah. have. I but I did cut my lip on my tooth and it like immediately started swelling and they were trying <laughs> to get ice. But then like the second part of the story is that there was this guy coming over to help me move who I had a crush on. And then I was like freaked out. I was like, no, we can't go because my lip is all swollen. And like horrible. <laughs> And then of course he did come and my lip was all swollen and we all went out to eat after and I couldn't even eat a sandwich because my lip was in so much pain. <laughs> it, was, and it was like gigantic, gigantic. Um, and to this day, it still comes up in conversation. Even uh, like, just today. like today. <laughs> and now it will permanently live on the internet. Great. That's perfect. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ted, what is the worst smelling place you've ever been or the best smelling place? If you feel like being an optimist, most <laughs> memorable scent of a place. I guess I'm going to go into my youth and just growing up in Ohio in the springtime when kind of at night, when it gets a little, there's a little dew and you can smell some of them like the honeydew and th or not honeydew. What am I thinking? <laughs> Honeysuckle. Honeydew is a melon. <laughs> <laughs> the honeysuckle no in ohio we we have honey honeydews just growing <laughs> all over they're like rampant in the woods and they smell great so yeah wow that's cool um uh joanna what is it that's going to finally break the internet wow uh 
besides this podcast? Yeah, no, the, yeah, that's good. That's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. You're welcome. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Ted, what's your favorite thing about yourself? When I really, really feel passionate about something, my drive for that. But uh, that's like sometimes rare. So it's nice when it's here. That's cool. I like that. Um, and um, Joanna, what's your favorite thing about yourself? Oh, geez. Besides my eyes, um, that's a given. That's a given. Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm actually to get a little sappy. I am a giver and I really I like to spoil my friends and my family. That's beautiful. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um all right Tony, um what's your personal philosophy or personal catchphrase uh, that kind of defines your view of life? Jeez. That's hard. Well, this is the Defines this is the bonus round. My view of life. Um, don't give up. I seriously like. I'm very much in that mindset now of like. Actually, I I think I always am of just like, you just gotta keep going and keep doing and, you know, like you can't reach your goal if you quit. So, even if that takes you a hundred years. <laughs> At least you didn't quit in that hundred years and you just kept trying and, and all during that trying, you just keep growing and learning and, you know, maybe your goal changes, but you know, you didn't, you didn't stop. That's awesome. Well, um, now that we've dug deep and we've been silly and we've talked about the law, we've done everything. Um, where can people find you if they want to know more about you, connect with you, find out what you're going to be doing next on the internet, social medias, et cetera, what's coming soon. Just same shameless self-promotion. I'll throw it to Ted first. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's just Ted underscore Gavarkovich. Have fun figuring out how to spell that. It's exactly as it's. Sound. It'll be in the show notes too. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm finally about to finish a short film that I shot at the end of last year. So it's almost done with posts. So maybe that'll be coming out. Nice. It will, not maybe. It will be coming what out. What is the name of the like short the film? In the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Moments Before. The Moments Before. Okay. That'll, that'll probably be out around the same time our podcast comes out. So people go find this movie, The Moments Before, Ted Gavarkovich. That's awesome. Um, Joanna, what can, where can people find you? What's coming soon from you? Check out You're On Mute, our new YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube, You're On Mute. Yeah. If you've been listening to this podcast and you think Joanna and Tony are funny, wait to see what the sketches and the stuff they've done. They're very, very funny. And um, they are hysterical. And it's been, it's a lot of fun to improvise and, and come with sketches with both of you. You're really talented and it's a, it's really a, a joyous thing. So kept us all going during this damn pandemic. Yes. Certainly did. What about you, Tony? <laughs> What's coming soon from you and where people can find you and whatnot? Um, senator.com, Tony Senator on Instagram, Tony Senator on Twitter. 
T-O-N-I, Senator. Uh, that's where you can find me. Right. There's an and, E at the end, but you don't say Senator A. Right. You say Senator. Senator. Well, it used to be Senator, but my in great the old grandfather country. changed it. In the old, yes. changed it when they moved to America to Senator. Yes. Yeah, mine used American. to be. Mine used to be Gavakevic, and it was nine letters. But then when they went through Ellis Island, they decided to change it to Gavarkovic and add two letters. That made it so much simpler. So there's a hint. It's, it's 11 letters. That is... Like, it could have just been, you know, you know, green. Know. You know, it starts with a G. Let's change it. But no, no. Let's, let's make generations of people tormented being called, like, Gavarka. Bleep, and I don't want to say it so so no one has to edit some bleep. Oh yeah, <laughs> we would leave it in, but it's okay. Uh, well, it's a, if my parents heard it, I don't think they'd want me to hear yeah, that. No kidding. With me saying that about my last yeah. name. <laughs> and now, hey parents, I was teased in school, so there you go. I know. Yeah, well, if it's any consolation, declerk is very easily dejerk, um, desmirk, delurk, etc. And you know, with with the last name, as far as last names go, you know, my last name is DeClerc, D-E-C-L-E-R-C-Q. My spouse's last name is Tetro, T-E-T-R-E-A-U-L-T. -E so we cannot hyphenate it because it would be like 29 letters or something together. <laughs> yeah. So she just kept hers. She's like, I'm not taking that on. Mrs. DeClerc is your mom. So <laughs> before I go, I want to give a shout out to the Trevor Project, www t-h-e-t-r-e-v-o-r-p-r-o-j-e-c-t dot org the trevor project which is a vital support for lgbtq plus youth and their allies the trevor project.org check out the trevor support center which is a place for lgbtq plus youth and their allies to find answers to frequently asked questions explore resources related to sexual orientation gender identity and more remember that if you need immediate support or help, Trevor's counselors are trained in LGBTQ plus issues, and they're just a phone call, a chat, or a text message away. You're not alone, and you're never alone. The Trevor Project staff are here for you 24-7. Their number is 1-866-488-7386, 1-866-488-7386. TheTrevorProject.org. Check it out. Laying Down the Law is a product of Beyond Unreasonable Doubt. It's produced by Jeffrey Feitner and Verboten Productions. Our music is Galactic Damages by Jingle Punk. Our cover art is courtesy of The Mighty Q. I want to thank all of our listeners. If you are enjoying the show, please tell someone. Tell a friend. Write a review. Subscribe, etc. It'll help us reach more people. If you don't like the show, I don't know why you'd be listening to the credits. Please feel free to tweet at me, at Mexroom, Headroom Esquire. Please feel free to tweet at me, at Mex Me Jesus God Almighty! Please feel free. <laughs> Please feel free to tweet at me at Max Headroom S with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Mother, he drank too much seawater. Seriously? Yeah, he. he I don't even know my time. own Twitter handle. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm your host, Billy DeClerc, and you're not very humble podcast host and man-eating attorney at law, metaphorically speaking, not actually a cannibal TM. Thank you to our amazing guests, Tony, Joanna, and Ted. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everybody.